ஓம் ஸ்ரீ சாய்ராம் கொஸ்டின் அண்ட் ஆன்சர் செஷன்ஸ் அவர் சொசைட்டி இஸ் சச் டுடே தட் இட் இஸ் கம்ப்ளீட்லி டிவாய்ட் ஆஃப் கிராட்டிடியூட் சொசைட்டி சீம்ஸ் டு ஹவ் ஃபர்காட்டன் த ஃபோர் ஃபாதர்ஸ் reformers builders of the community men of service and men that stood for values in other words i mean gratitude is lacking today this has come down to the level of the family also most unfortunately many have been complaining that children are not showing the expected gratitude towards their parents some would even say that the growing number of old age homes stand for ingratitude so gratitude is slowly slowly missing in our lives but it is the most important value gratitude is a divine quality i got a question on this gratitude they want me to comment on this therefore i have chosen to answer this question actually speaking gratitude remains unexpressed we don't express by word maybe on platforms in celebrations in annual functions of institutions people may express gratitude openly by word but the gratitude that comes out of heart is unexpressed it is a mystery which cannot be explained and it can be experienced an experienced gratitude is alive the rest i would say is just a formality gratitude sometimes will make people shed tears and in moments of joy they would even dance that gratitude is like that and anything else is ineffectual and this experience of shedding tears naturally leads to a situation that we had never known before in other words gratitude is unexpressed it to express its in depth words fail actions fail and naturally the real gratitude 
makes you transformed. It brings a mutation in your life. Rather, tremendous revolution. As you think of this gratitude, ultimately you become gratitude itself. At that stage, no need to express at all. You are simply a gratefulness towards the whole existence. Yes? You become enlightened. And that enlightenment comes closest to showing gratitude to the Master. We need to express our gratitude to the Master this way by getting enlightened. Because we have fulfilled his efforts. Well, what is enlightenment then? How do you get enlightened with the help of a master to whom you should show your gratitude? The enlightenment can be summed up this way. Everyone passes through ups and downs in their lives. And there are many, many dark nights in every soul. But yet, we continue to show our trust, maintain our trust. And love that is never wavering for a moment. And you have not been ungrateful. You have not betrayed your master. And if you feel thankful, thankful, or thankfulness towards existence, nothing else is needed. You have known the very essence of prayer, the very juice of all meditations. We should be very grateful towards existence. And this thankfulness, the feeling of thankfulness is enough of experience. And so it is thankfulness is, is a prayer. Sometimes just two tears, two tears fall in deep gratefulness. That is enough. There are two steps in this gratitude. First step is enough unto itself. But yet the second step is also recommended. Some would say that with the first step, the journey is over. What is that first step? Gratefulness. So much is given by the unknown, the whole nature. It goes on giving us countless blessings and we take them for granted. The Mother Earth, how many things the Mother Earth provides. The valleys and the mountains, what kind of beauty they added to the entire nature. How wonderfully we are benefited by this plant world and the animal world. Should we not feel grateful to the entire nature that has helped us 
in every way, every moment of our lives. If we do not take these things for granted, that is enough of uh, religion. You don't need to have separate session to express your gratitude. No, I don't take things for granted. These are all gifts of nature. These are all the gifts of the whole of the universe to me. I don't take it for granted. That is the first step towards the temple of nature. Nature is the temple. Then there is second step. Having uh, not taken for granted, accepting its, the whole gifts of nature with all respect and reverence, we move on to the second step. What is that? We close our eyes, remain silent, the absolute silence, that is meditation. Meditation is, an, is uh, the one that gives you experience of gratitude. That I can say on this gratitude. There are other points which you must have come to know through many sources. Now I move on to the next question. Why do we hesitate to surrender? Why? Supposing I say, I surrendered my house. It means I'm losing my property. I surrendered my money. It means I'm at a loss. Surrender in the common sense of the term is a loss, losing something. But truly speaking, surrender is not that. You don't make any attempt. Surrender comes on its own. If you can, when you have love and the trust, you surrender. The sense or the feeling that you are losing something, it is only your ego, it is only your intellectual mind that says no to surrender. At any cost, don't surrender, says your mind or ego. Why all this? Because we see wrestlers and many warriors in the battlefield, they surrender. So, at the time of surrender, what do soldiers do? They lift up their guns. Finish. They surrendered. The wrestlers also surrender. With the result, surrender means, to our understanding, is so demeaning. It is vulgar, violent, subjugation, enslavement. Yes, we feel like that. It is very ugly. With this result, the very word surrender lost its beauty. It is not. Surrender is not a slavery. Please understand. It is freedom. You surrender your freedom. I'm sorry. You gain your freedom by surrendering your ego. You gain the Freedom, yes. By losing your ego, that is surrender. 
and actually speaking is the master who takes away all that you don't have and the master gives you those things that you have already this statement may seem to be ridiculous outwardly what is it that the master takes away that i don't have that is our own ego actually we are not born with ego it has been developed over a period of time so we think i am egoistic we think that we have a trace of ego but we don't have in reality it is only a cultivated thing it is only an unnatural quality therefore we don't have any ego at all but we think we have master takes away that quality ego this is surrender and nextly master gives us all those things that we have as bhagwan says you are the truth you are the love you are peace you are bliss you are god so you are already truth you are already peace so master gives you all that you have already but then why should he give when i have them already it's only because you have forgotten your intrinsic nature since you have forgotten your intrinsic nature it has to be given by your master this is how i understand surrender to sum up i would rather say surrender is not a loss at all surrender is a gain we are profited because we lose all that ego we begin to surrender all that we are not by that we'll realize what all that we have all the sacred treasures gifted by god right from our birth that's what surrender as i understand now i pass on to the next question bhagwan in his discourse sometimes refers to himself in third person usually swami speaks of his childhood days in uravakonda kamalapuram mukkapatnam those villages where he had his school days while speaking about himself he never says i have gone to the school he never says i saw that he says swami went to the school swami has gone to the school swami met so and so he refers to himself as swami he will never say i in other words swami refers to himself in the third person why why a simple question indeed but it is understandable bhagavan is the witness and we can't simply identify him we cannot simply identify him as a master no it is not his identity he is the eternal 
witness. Usually, we identify people with their professions. He's a teacher, he's a professor, he's a doctor, he's an engineer. We can't refer Swami that way, no. All, in fact, all these duties that we do are only functional, but not in reality. So, he always says, he, Swami, and never says, I. It only means, Bhagavan is more than a master. And that is watching what all that has been happening all around. And in fact, he is ever watchful of his divinity. As he watches the whole thing, he, he is ever vigilant of his own divinity, very conscious of his divinity. This may be the reason why he refers to himself in the third person. This answer, I think, would satisfy everybody. Sairam will meet again.